Greetings, my fellow slingers, and welcome back. You all guessed it, it's time for the epilogues, our little post-season love letter as you witness the lives of our agents as they return to the norm. Uh, if anything can be considered norm after what they went through. During one of the two epilogues we have for you, I gotta admit, I made a mistake in the mechanics. You'll know it when you hear it, and damn it, if I didn't have my book open and wasn't looking right at the page. And I missed it. I, I got no excuse. You know, that's kind of what happens when you're recording and you're tired, you know, am I right? Anyways, I did ask the guys if they wanted to revisit the mistake. And they were both on the same page in that it shows we're human and we do make mistakes. And yes, we do. Such is life. Anyways, so you're getting it the way we recorded it. And I hope everybody enjoys it. But real quick, I do want to remind anyone and everyone that we do have a Patreon page at patreon.com slash worldheart20podcast. So check us out over there. Also, be sure to subscribe to that YouTube channel we have if you haven't already done so. You know, that Roll the Hard 20 where you get to, well, you really don't get to see our faces, but you still get to hear our beautiful voices, you know, and uh, when you do subscribe, it really does help out the show. You know, as a little bit of trivia, I've been seeing a lot of these podcast slash music platforms kind of changing up. Just recently, Pandora took over for Stitcher. And I just got an email that in a few months, Google Podcasts is going to be going away and everybody's links are going to be migrating over to YouTube Music. Odd, but it is, uh, it's going to be a thing. So anyways, just a little, little ditty for you. Uh, all right, let's forget this. Uh, let, let's just warm up our dice and top off our glass as World of Hard 20 Podcast presents episode 18 of our Convergence. Not really a run through anymore. We're, we're doing the epilogues and that's what it's called the epilogues. So enjoy everybody. So I know we have those, uh, for the D and D segment, the gold doubloons. Is there something we want to, uh, do for like Delta green equivalent, or we do want to just keep gold doubloons. Cause usually when we roll a hard 20, you'd go, Hey, whoever gets in, you know, gets a gold doubloon and all that. We haven't really done that much in the Delta green. I've noticed. No, I haven't really thought about, I just thought it was something that, um, like we started running them with writers on the storm and just kept rolling from yeah. there. Uh, because other podcasts use like, uh, bottle caps, which I think they, one of the other podcasts, started doing that so all the other ones jumped on that bandwagon and as far as i know we're the only ones to use gold balloons so uh that's cool I yeah i was like, thinking oh, we're like, the only ones to do it that's weird with gold balloons yeah what i was uh what i was thinking for delta green it's totally fitting it's like not that we would send these out to people but like you get these those like narcon pens or whatever it's like oh your guy just got 20 hit points off fuck it all right roll again i'm good <laughs> <laughs> oh like a Looking like an epi pen or something like yeah, that like a like stim a, pack or something you know <laughs> yeah 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 you know i never really thought about about running anything else i think the the biggest thing with the gold doubloons with delta green would be the uh the application and yeah, so doubloons <laughs> yeah and what was we used one of the gold doubloons for lot 27 yeah, we did what was it we used had for? Uh, we had you we were at the end at the lot 27 and uh got hit hold on and we had you re-roll it i gotta i gotta beep all that out oh because it's not not in there yet yeah I, yeah it's in, not uh, in there yet so in uh we haven't released yeah, the, it yet at the end of i think it was the last episode or two of uh conversions contingency contractual yeah i had to use those constantly to like miss a hit and miss a, you know all that stuff yeah I yeah like you guys used them. it for for me to to redo something i forget what it was um but it worked oh no no i remember what it was we you used one of them to get another action that's, that's what right. we used it for okay stim pack <laughs> yeah so i think i think that that's pretty cool because with this system where you only get one action and you get kind of like minor actions like i may turn the doorknob and fire into Open the room door. or something like that or if you're pulling out your weapon that's usually considered one action and i, I don't know about that but 
you know, that's I, why you got to be rolling red alert all the time in this yeah. game. It's like I got sword and pistol in hand. I'm like a damn musketeer. <laughs> but and, and that's something that I think that is cool that we developed is that that'll give you that that other action. Can you imagine like stacking a few of those gold doubloons? Like, yeah, make you re-roll. Then I'm gonna fire, and then I'm gonna fire again. You know, like, yeah, like jumping checkers. I had two gold doubloons, and I was like sitting pretty. And then I'm like, had to fucking sorry, cursing. Use both of those, uh, you know, at the end. But it was good, man. <laughs> we want explicit content. It's okay. You can say whatever burp. the fuck you want. Yeah. Don't burp though. Um, filth and flarn and filth. <laughs> <laughs> So we're all ready to begin. Ready? <laughs> yes, all we right. are. Well, let's uh, let's lead us in. Greetings, fellow slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard Twenty Podcast. It's I, your trusted handler Brian, with me, my hard slingers of yore. Hail! Now, I don't know if this would actually be considered episode eighteen of our convergence run through, but it is the epilogues. So we're going to run with that episode eighteen, the epilogues, <laughs> the epipens, the epi- <laughs> epipens. <laughs> So let me set the mood here. Agent Adesso, just a few hours ago, you left the rest of your team back at the airport in Knoxville, Tennessee. You caught a straight flight back to SoCal, and you're feeling the exhaustion as it seeps through your bones. But the long flight back and the Uber ride to your house gave you time to reflect on what went down in Groversville. The protomatter, the barn, the sheriff, That man, Lupus, who alluded to being part of a faction that was in collusion with the government. Your own government. And it makes you start thinking, now that you have time to be alone, that is it possible? Sure, I mean, but but why a small town? Why did they choose a small town to do what they did here? What would be their end game introducing that? proto-matter stuff into the ecosystem there. What does your mind think as you begin to go through these thoughts? It's almost like your adrenaline after finally touching down and, and getting to that point. It's taken you a few hours to to coast in your mind and, and get a clear thought. What do you think of that? I think it's more of Odessa would be thinking we got aliens, we have government operatives who are aware of the aliens and let the aliens do their experiments to see what they were doing, what they were about. Possibly it was an intelligence gathering thing. What are the aliens' capability? What are they doing here? What do they want? If we can determine what that is, maybe we can work with them, or maybe we could use their technology for our own benefit without letting them know that we are aware that they're here. I mean, that would make sense, but that would also mean Anybody who came in contact with the aliens would be expendable. They would have to be cleaned because they couldn't let anybody else know that, number one, the government was aware that these aliens were here. Number two, not only were they aware, they allowed them to experiment on American citizens and they're aliens. So that's three good reasons not to let anybody else know, not to let anybody survive the uh, encounter. So the problem is for him, he's got to put his trust in, in Heisenberg to know that Heisenberg will be looking out for him because he he did prove himself. There was six months worth of uh, six months worth of hiding when the rest of the Delta Green was after him. And Heisenberg made sure that he was protected, his family was provided for. So he's nervous. He's thinking about it because there's still another extra element that's out there that knows about it. And he's concerned. He's still a little little irritated in the back of his mind. It's like an itch you can't scratch. He's trying to calm himself down and say, it's not a big deal. It's not going to blow back on me. It's going to be okay, and yet it won't go away. And this other element knows not just about you, but about each and Coldwell and Rice. This person and his faction knows the four of you. And who knows how much they know about you or, or what they know about your previous missions or your home life or right. your relationship between each other or even how deep it goes with you agents and Heisenberg. Dude, who even knows if he didn't, if that's not the group that took out Ramirez, you know? Yeah, it's possible. It is possible. 
because he was giving us all kinds of, don't you say a single thing. And old Ramirez, he said lots of single things <laughs> online. <laughs> so all this stuff noodles through your brain mm -hmm. as the Uber driver slaloms through the dark streets on your neighborhood and pulls up to the house. And you see, as normally is the case when you leave, that all the lights are off except for the front porch. Sana and the kids, obviously not home, which is typical whenever you go away to do your thing. You have reached some form of simpatico that she understands that now. Excellent. Describe for me, as you leave your Uber ride, how you approach your house. Okay. I leave the Uber ride, make sure I have all my gear, make sure I didn't leave anything in the Uber, all the stuff that I brought with me. So I approach my house and I'm thinking I have a pocket door on the garage. You don't have to open the garage door in order to get in a little pocket door there. So he would uh, walk over and just before he gets too close, he would take a review of the front of the house just to see if anything was out of order, anything obvious, something, you know, missing a light out when it shouldn't be out, something disturbed, bushes, leaves, anything. Make Cars an alertness on the street check. He doesn't make an alertness check. Okay. I'm looking for cars that shouldn't be there, stuff like that. Okay, Polly is never alert, and today <laughs> is no exception. Holy crap, I got a 12. 12 under 25. You scan up and down the street. You scan the front of your house. The house looks typical. One light on, porch light. It's always the same. But you do notice a sedan just around the bend parked against the curb. Probably about... 100 meters up the road. Now, you know, because of who you are, specific neighbors in the area, the cars they drive, how they park, whether they park in the driveway, park in the garage, or park in the street if they have too many kids. Right. This does seem out of place. Okay. Parked away from an overhead street lamp, mm -hmm. dark vehicle as it is, parked almost out of view. But not quite out of you. But not quite fully out of you. Okay. Given that Polly is paranoid, he would rather be a little better equipped before he goes and checks it out because he is alone, no team backing him up. So he's going to go in his garage and. Now, are you a... entering the door at this point? Oh, well, I'm going to approach the garage. My thought, Polly would think, okay, this is something that I need to check out, but I really don't want to have just my pistol. I'd rather have. A weapon that I can use. What I'd have my rifle. A rifle with the 30 round magazine in it and a flashlight and a laser sight and all the other good stuff that he's got on his AR. It's because he's paranoid. So he's going to go in his garage and get his AR. So he approaches the pocket door and um, he painted the pocket door, you know, like painted the pocket door, painted the house, put a piece of painter's tape over the top of the edge for the trim. And then, like a careless guy would, he pulled it off the trim but left some of the tape adhering to both the door and the trim. And he did that on purpose so that if anybody had entered through the pocket door, he would know. So he checks that to make sure that it's still intact before he opens the door. And it is not intact. Okay. Um, draws his pistol, make sure it's ready. Can he see anything inside the, the wind or in the garage through the pocket window? Like any lights or anything doing? It is dark. You are able to see darkness inside the garage and the door on the opposite end that would lead into the washing room okay. and the house formal at that point. But you don't see anything in the garage. I'm going to stop and get as still as I can and listen. Make an alertness check. Got it. Uh, 64 under 25. You don't hear anything? Okay. All right. So he would say, <laughs> okay. I'm going to put the keys in the lock and open the door with my left hand and keep the pistol up at a close with my right and slowly open the door. You open the door onto a very quiet garage. Okay. No cars in there. Sana had taken the one car that you guys both share. Far into the garage, the door leading into the house is closed. He flips on the lights with his pistol in a ready position. The garage is empty. You see boxes along the walls. You see specific plastic containers. It's got your holiday lights. Got the 
kids photo albums all these things make an instinct check instinct check gotcha is that new instinct yeah this is this is what we were talking about yes gotcha gotta roll under 75 71 71 done (laughs) jeez you could tell that if you were going to rummage through somebody's personal effects the boxes you would go through and you do notice the slight angles of these boxes give them away that somebody has been going through these boxes somebody's been searching through them okay could be santa could be the kids but i'm paranoid so probably looking around thinking okay all right something's up maybe maybe not but i'm still going to be cool about it so does any particular box look out of place than any other? No, it looks like somebody was randomly searching boxes. See, now that wouldn't be the kids or Santa. They would look for one thing in particular. Okay, something's up. All right. No way to tell how recently someone's been there? No, you can't tell. Got it. All righty. I'll look around just to make sure nothing else has been disturbed. Well, let's take a look at some of the boxes. Is anything missing? Anything I can tell is missing? You pull one box down, big orange Rubbermaid box, pop the lid. You see that there's a bunch of Halloween decorations within. They look as though they've been rifled through. They're not set back in the box in your typical organization fashion that you are adherent about making them be that way. Mm -hmm. You go through another one of the Rubbermaid boxes, this one blue. You see some of the Christmas ornaments in there. Some of them are actually broken inside the box. Oh, okay. And this goes on for several boxes. And we're talking about shelves that are six feet off the ground. Hmm. Okay. Anything behind the boxes that I didn't put there? No. Okay. Definitely not the kids. Definitely not the wife. So something's up. Okay. No way to tell how recently that was, huh? All right. So now I definitely want to go into the house. Although, do I hear anything? Not from this side of the door. Okay. And this door would be a little thicker than your typical interior door. Mm-hmm. All right. So Polly um, moves over the, the two stool or the two step step ladder, puts it on the garage floor, opens it up, and then uses it to stand so he can access the small area above his HVAC unit where he has his emergency rifle for times where he can't make entry into the house without uh, something a little more substantial and he gets that down your fingers curl around a very familiar object as you pull this weapon down from the top of the hvac describe for me what you do now he pulls it down and uh it's an ar well the magazine should already be seated in it best he would have it um the chamber empty but the magazine fully seated with the bolt locked in the back position. It would have a red dot on it and um, a flashlight on the front. So he'd pull that down. He'd slap the bolt home so that the first round loaded. And then he would put the strap around his neck in the way the SEAL teams had taught him. And then he would approach his uh, door that divides the garage from the house, making sure the EOTech light art. I'm not going to back any particular company, but making sure that the red dot is on and functional. Red dot on the door? Yes. Red dot on the door, safety off, two hands on the weapon, shouldered and ready. I mean, I don't want to kill either my wife or my kids. They could conceivably come out, but on the other hand, I have reason to believe that something is not right and somebody was there. Absolutely somebody was there, not the wife or kids. Okay. Continue. Tell me what you do to, to check this door. All right. With the rifle up, you know, in the shoulder here, pointed at the door, reach forward with the left hand and, and try the handle. It is unlocked. Okay, that's bad. There also should be a deadbolt on it because, you know, it goes from the garage to the interior. So um, he'll turn the handle, again, same position, turn the handle and push the door. The door gives. All right, now we're in real big problems. Okay, so now I know something's up. Either that or Santa just decided to leave it open for whatever reason, but she... I would have drilled into her through numerous neckings that this needs to be locked at all times. It's a security issue. So pushing the door open, 
turn on the light on the weapon and flash in because I know the light's behind me already, so the house should be dark, so I turn on the light and look. As you push the door in, light on, two things catch your attention. Number one, the washing machine that's right to your right is pulled away from the wall about three feet, and the secret panel behind it is open. Oh boy. At the same time, you see a light click off in a room down the hall to the right. Okay. And which room would that be? Because I would know. That would be towards the kitchen. Okay. I'm going to move in. I'm going to go straight toward the kitchen, scanning for targets. Be as quiet and as quick as I can be. Make a search check. 91. Wish I was rolling ability scores. <laughs> it's true. You're not seeing anything. You're not really not hearing anything either. Mm -hmm. It's pretty quiet in the house, but there's no doubt that you saw something, some illumination click off from that direction. Okay. As you're in the hallway looking at the kitchen, which is about 15 feet in front of you and spans out to the dining room, off to the left, living room off to the right, big island in the center of the kitchen with the cabinets behind, refrigerator to the right, stove against the far wall. What you have between you and the far wall of the kitchen is a large island with mm -hmm. the sink and the bar stools and the countertop and stuff. That's all you have. Got it. I'm turning on lights. Somebody knows I'm there. I want the best advantage. So it's going to be fast and loud. So I'm turning on lights as I go in with my left hand, keeping the, the, the rifle first up. light you flip on, mm -hmm. you hear a weapon rack the chamber. Okay. Definitely not worried about hitting the wife and kids now. Uh, did, can I tell which direction that came from? From behind the island in the kitchen. Um, behind the island. Yeah, but the island's got pots and pans, and it's made out of plywood. wouldn't really stop. It might stop at 5.56. Five, they wouldn't have put penetrators in there. No steel tips, so it's just... Mm. I will say, if they wanted to ambush you, you would probably have been ambushed, so maybe calling out, stand up, blah, 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 whatever. Think that might work? Yeah, I don't I know. The guy's in my house. Up. He doesn't get a chance to surrender. He's going to die. <laughs> he knows okay. what's behind the panel. He definitely doesn't get to leave. Okay. So that's that's Adesso's thinking. You, you know where the panel is. You know where my wife and kids are. You don't get to leave the place. So when I see you, I'm going to kill you. Although it would be nice to get some information out of it, but that's probably not going to happen. So... Polly will aim at the at the island, trying to take advantage of the hallway wall. My my thinking is that the way it is is the hallway empties out into the kitchen, and you can use a corner of the of the wall to peer around. So he'll aim at the island and just. Well, you wait. know what my thinking is. What's that? What's your dex? That's what my thinking is. Uh, my dex is not as good as each is. My dex is. I think Tony's dex is a nice like kind of wood. 11. Uh, things. <laughs> 11. Yeah. Well, surprisingly, that's good. Oh. That's good enough right now. Tell me what you want to do. Finish your thought. Adesso. Okay. Using as much of the walls I can as cover, he'll aim at the island. Okay. That the most likely way to go would be the way that would give the most cover. So instead of whichever direction that would be. I mean, he would know his own house, so it's like, yeah, a person using the island as cover would likely either stay behind it, or if they had to move, they would move to the right because that gives them more access to the other part of the house, or they could run out the deck, or they would go to the left because there's a couch or something there that would give them more cover. So he'll try to anticipate as best he can, but take an aim at the island. Is he going to light it off? <laughs> no, I don't think it would go through, and it would scare the shit out of anybody home. So he's just going to wait until he has a target. Who's ever on the other side of this island seems to be patiently waiting until you see something lob over the top of it. Oh, shit. Probably a flashbang. 39. The flashbang goes off in the middle of the room. Mm -hmm. I need you to make an athletics check. Got it. You can do it. No, I got to get it under 30. 58. 58. 58 under 30, so he fails it. This thing goes off, and you start seeing spots in your eyes, and you will mm -hmm. take a penalty. 
Got it. What are you going to do, Odesso? Which direction did it come over? Just in the middle? Right, right over the top. Right over, right the, over the top. All right, that's it. I'm just going to... I don't really want to blind fire. <laughs> don't want to do that. That's amateur hour. So he will simply wait. He got some spots. He's not happy, but he's just going <laughs> to wait. And keep aiming. He'll keep aiming at the island. Didn't you just redo your kitchen, Odesso? I did. You're going to light up the kitchen? No, I'm not. I'm just going to wait. I'm going to wait. Because if I just simply start blind firing, that's going to give the guy an advantage. Through your spotty, blurry vision, you see something pop up with a weapon in its hand. Got it. And fire at you. Oh, shit. I hope I get partial coverage because of the wall. Partial coverage because you can't see him. <laughs> uh, I think that's what is that? That's the penalty against my acquiring. It probably cancels out my aim. It fires off and hits the wall right next to your head, <laughs> splintering your side of your face. Mm-hmm. I would say it makes you partially blind, but you're already there. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna fire back. Um, what kind of penalties am I suffering? Negative forty. Okay. Now the aim was 20, right? And I will tell you for for one turn. Got it. Oh, cool. All right. So my normal firearm skill is 56. I'm thinking plus 20 for the aim, which would have put it up to 76. Minus 40 brings it down to 36. Okay. All right. Let's do it. Now I'm not good at math, so we'll see. You still got a doubloon, buddy. Oh, I do. That's, I have two of them. Yeah, I rolled a 69. Um, I'd like to re-roll that using a doubloon. All right. Oh, 28. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so you rip into this dude with your three-round burst. <laughs> go ahead and roll me that D12, please. Ooh, D12. 10. 10. Is there a lethality to that at all or no? Oh, no. they're very well, maybe. No, there's not. Um, I'm looking at it right not? now. Uh, nah. Thank you Good for thought, playing. Good thoughts, Sammy. No, there's <laughs> <Yeah>. not. <laughs> you see this guy take it, take it big time. Take so much damage, in fact, that he actually has to take a demoralization check. No. Is that like if they take a certain amount in one round or something? Yes. Ah. He drops his gun. Oh, oh, something's something. It's bad now. It's Pussy. bad, bad, bad. He is in a state of shock at this point. You see his eyes flutter rapidly. Fear of dying at this point. He actually starts moving to the right of mm-hmm. you towards the door. Okay. Just completely oblivious to anything else going on. At this point, the only thing on his mind is getting medical attention. (laughs) The way he's moving, do I have a reasonable belief that I could knock him down and immobilize him? He probably thinks he's moving about 20 miles per hour when he's really moving about a half a mile an hour. Got it. So he's going really slow. Yeah. His brain is on defunct autopilot at this point go up to a man that's what i'm thinking walk and aim yeah i'll walking aim i'm not going to do anything stupid like try to shoot him in the leg or anything i just want to knock him down and then butt stroke him with the rifle okay roll your melee attack against that okay under 30. do i get any advantage because yes you do you're going to get a plus 20 percent on that okay so i'm looking for under 50. well am i still suffering from the flashbang no that went away last turn excellent okay i got a 30. (laughs) 30 (laughs) under 30. so that's a critical success if i'm not mistaken no it's a double number it would be your crit 33 or 22 right 22. you'd want 22. yeah so you knock this guy down to the floor laying in your entryway bleeding out on your Mm -hmm. spanish tiles Mm -hmm. he's even trying to claw towards the door at this point not even trying to get back up on his feet Mm -hmm. who sent you i mean i'd send the rifle right next to his head who sent you please call an ambulance 
Call help for help. I'll call you an ambulance if you tell me who sent you. He's just looking at you, pleading with the look in his eye. Mm-hmm. One hand on his side where he'd been ripped apart all three rounds, just center mass just ripping into his abdomen. His other hand, he's he's going back and forth between you and towards the doorknob, not even close to it, just gesturing towards it. Help, help, help. I'll get you first aid. You tell me who you call, who sent you. He's expiring fast. Dude, fake the say, fake like a 911 call. Hey, we got to, okay. you know what I mean? Like, let them think that you're calling it. Good call. All They're right, on I'll, their way. <laughs> I'll grab my cell phone from my back pocket with my left hand, keeping my trigger finger and the gun pointed at him. And I'm like, 911, 911. I need an ambulance at my location and see what the guy does. Please give me, give me the safety. I'll tell you at the hospital. <laughs> That's smart guy. Uh, Need to know now, man. I. It, <coughs> you see flecks of blood ejaculate from his mouth onto the floor, <coughs> frothing the grout, the tile, the wall. <sighs> Drive me there yourself. I can't wait. I'm gonna expire. Now, just so you know, every back and forth we have mm-hmm. verbally is one round. Got it. That's that's round two right now. Okay. Polly's going to do something he should have done before approaching the guy. Was just make a quick 360 search, see if there's anybody else running around. Make an alertness check. Oh, gosh. <laughs> there's ninjas everywhere. <laughs> yeah, man. 85. God damn. You don't see anybody hiding out in the house, but one thing you do see, mm-hmm. sitting on top of the far end of the kitchen island, is the box you used to keep behind the washing machine. Ah. Sitting on top, opened. Okay. Do I feel reasonably confident this dude's going to die and he's no longer a threat? Well, I'll make sure he's no longer armed. Okay, well, he's going to talk one more time. Okay. Are you not going to drive me? <laughs> no. You ain't giving me any information. You ain't going to help, and you ain't going to make the drive anyway. Best I can do for you is make it quick. Make an alertness check. Remember, Man. lawyer, you don't want to shoot him again. <laughs> you get in trouble. Oh, here we go. 17. 17. Hey. Finally. Winger. You hear this popping noise. It sounds like somebody crunching down on a tic-tac you <laughs> see his him? eyes flutter oh and he begins to froth vehemently from his mouth oh right, he's done now i want to make sure that um, my wife and kids are okay i would have expected them to come out something tells me they're not there so the one car we share is gone so she isn't probably home but i need to go and check the the, the rooms first so he's done I'm going to do a real quick uh, search and scan of the uh, of the house. It takes you maybe 15 seconds at the most. You're on hyper alert mode. You check all the rooms. All the beds are made. The master bedroom, the bedspread is off. You see that the mattress has been tossed. Everything that this individual was looking for. But nobody else is home. You know, okay. Sana took her and the kids to her parents' house. Usually the case. Right. Okay, cool. So I go back to this guy. Is he dead? He's done. I'll search him. And I find <laughs> Look anything for change. <laughs> yeah. Look, search the pocket for loose change. <laughs> In this individual's pocket, you find a small metallic vial with a metal screw lid on it. It's probably about four inches long. At the base, you see an elongated, thick window, about an inch long, and it's able to reveal the contents within. And it makes you shudder to see the very familiar purple-colored goop as you see it slither from one end of the tube to the other trying to find an exit. You estimate it to be no more than maybe two ounces of this stuff. And unlike the larger entities that nearly took you out back in Groversville, the sample seems too small to be dangerous physically. But if it were ingested or introduced inside the body somehow, you can see how 
this would have developed. And it probably lends a good credence as to why that individual was in the kitchen. Got it. I'll look around, search the kitchen to make sure that there are no other companion vials. You know, like maybe he had more than one. And I'll just take a look around. Just the one. Excellent. That's good. That means I know. All right. So now he, he had just the one. Do you have anything else on him at all? No ID. Nothing. Okay. I'm going to call Heisenberg. The phone picks up on the first ring. Odesso. I got a code red situation. I just uh, capped an intruder in my home. In my home, Heisenberg. Is this somebody with you know him. or something? What, what is no, this? No, this, this guy was definitely... He was definitely read in. He has something with him from our last mission. I, I'll have to explain to you, but he had something with him he should not have had. And he was in my house. He tossed my home. It was like he was looking for something. He pried apart stuff and opened up things. It made no sense. And then he has this, this vial filled with this purple proto matter, which was the subject of the last mission we had with SAC Derringer. When we're, I'm just getting back from. We'll have to give you a full AAR, but this guy was here. I don't think he was waiting for me, given his level of uh, preparation, and he was alone. But, um, oh, wait. I didn't check his car. I spotted something, and I should go check it. Let me keep you on the line. I'm going to put the phone in my pocket. So he puts the phone in his pocket. Outside a game, there was like four loud bangs, and the neighbor's calling the cops. <laughs> Well, you're sitting on about three minutes right now, three and a half minutes. So, yeah. Okay. So, knowing the response time to my area, which is the unincorporated portion of the city, he's not really, Adesso's not really worried about police response time. If the neighbors are doing anything, what time of day is it? I've forgotten. It's about 1130 at night. Yeah. Most people are asleep in my area. It's a nice little quiet suburban place. He's not too worried. So, he uh, goes out, turns out the porch light opens the door for the front door and then makes his way tactically as best he can to that sedan. Did I find the keys in his pocket or just that little vial? Just the vial. In fact, as you're making your way towards where the sedan was parked, Mm -hmm. you see the sedan is gone. I don't see it around anywhere. Nope. It is gone. It is in the wind. But what you do see are lights starting to kick on in the neighboring houses gotcha all right i'll um move quietly and quickly back to my own home and go inside and then tell take the phone out of my pocket heisenberg yeah there was a sedan on the other end of the road uh i didn't find the keys on the guy i cleaned and uh neighbors are now starting to become alert but the sedan is gone all right i could get a team dispatched out there but i don't know if they're going to beat the police out that way the most i could do is try to get our friendly in the pd out there to maybe give them a different address or something try to send them on a different angle at least long enough for me to get a few guys out there to try to give you a hand sounds good in the meantime try to clean up as much as possible and i'm going to need you to get back to me on this proto whatever you called it because i'm not read in on it and so far i've tried to get an update through sac derringer and he's been incommunicado yeah, um, I have information on that. I think he and his entire team were cleaned by an agent lupus. Guy had a Eastern European accent and um, seemed to know a lot more than he should have. And he appeared at the very end and told us that uh, we weren't to breathe the word about this to anyone. And then we never heard from Derringer again. As a matter of fact, I was on the phone with Derringer in the middle of he and his team's arrival using military equipment and a full armed force. And um, I don't think you're going to be able to get in touch with Derringer again. All right. We'll sit tight. And I'll see you next season. (laughs) Agent Ichimaru Kimura. It's been three days since the events in Groversville. You've been back home and are still trying to settle in. But your mind just doesn't feel right. You haven't been sleeping much, but that might be due to some other ailment at hand. That and something else. You've learned that since you've been gone, something's been prowling the docks and alleys late at night. 
preying on the homeless and night walkers in your area on your turf. <laughs> it's almost as though you've intentionally kept yourself wired up, preventing yourself from getting that mental rest that you so desperately needed after the events at the barn just a few days ago. Yeah, I nearly I nearly broke. I was one point away from breaking sanity, so I am held together by dental floss. And you're and keeping it there. You're keeping that state of mind. It's almost like a, a muse to you. And then about 11.30, 11.45, a slight drizzle begins. And even though you still don't feel rational, it almost makes your decision to go out into the night all that more compelling. You stand there before the bay windows, long white sleeve shirt on, buttoned up, slacks, sandals, katana unsheathed in your hand. Tell me what you do each. Well, immediately the uh, restraints of humanity. What, what time is it, Handler? 11.45 at night. And I'm in the middle of the docks. Yes. Right. In your so loft apartment. A person walking around with sandals and a white t-shirt in the middle of the pouring rain would seem silly. So Ichi takes off the white shirt and flips off the sandals, leaves the scabbard at home. He has no intention of putting it back into a inanimate object. And he walks out the the loft and into the rainy night. You start prowling the docks, the alleys, letting this mist repeatedly fall about you in your hair. For something about it just really brings to mind a traditional feel of the old country. Walking among the Shinto shrines, fog-covered battlefields. Your mind is just going wild at this time. If it weren't for the rain, somebody would actually see you perspiring. As you walk along the water, past the alleys, you hear it. You've been waiting for this for three days. This high-piercing shrill coming from one of the alleys. You hear a gruff noise, somebody grunting, then the shrill again, blood pounding in your ears, and you could barely hear, Elp! Elp! Before it's subdued. I'll go to the sound as quickly as possible. You do, crouch running, blade out in front, shoulders wired tight, sinew in your legs, pumping you down this alley, and you see at the far end, under this diffused street lamp, this individual throttling this woman. Got her purse in one hand, pummeling down on her with the other, trying to get a, a purchase on her article of clothing, and you hear her muffling, help, help, and it's getting more and more diffused, her pleas for help. Well, I will move up as silently as possible as a, a hunter would. Check. All right. All right, let me bring that up. 39 under 52. 39 under 52. He doesn't hear you. All right. Well, I will mean, I'll bring myself all the way up to him as soon as possible. And like a hunter with prey, I'm not going to announce myself or anything. I'm going to pounce. At the distance, it will take you two turns to get to him. The first turn gets you halfway there. At the beginning of the second turn, you see him plunge a blade into the sternum of this woman and pull it back out. Second turn engages, and you're there upon him. All right. Well, then I will attack. Do so. Okay. I know your deck, so I'm not worried. Go ahead. <laughs> Under 53, ought four. You slash into him with your katana. Damage is eight. Eight. And as you fillet him, I need you to make a sanity check, please. No problem. Well, that's going to be a tough one because I'm pretty low right now. <laughs> All right, I got to do this under 40. 70 over 40. That last final point. That you last... You damage. 
<laughs> you did roll damage. No, you didn't even roll sanity. I'm saying, though, you only had one left. I know. <laughs> and you take one point, by the way. Okay, just trying to keep it real for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, we play on the edge. Something in your brain trips. And even though you take that point of sanity, a smile crosses your face as you intentionally drop the katana to the ground and come out with your hands. What would you like to do, Each? Well, is he dead? No, he's not. Oh, well then, finish him. I can't pick up my katana? No. Okay, so it's just hand to hand then, right? At this point, now that you've breached the ceiling of your breaking point with what is ailing you inside your bloodstream, something inside your lizard brain rejects the fact that you want to pick up this weapon. Okay, well, I, I'm going to roll to, I guess, melee, or do I need to roll if it's going to be hands or bites? It's melee. No, it's man. <laughs> it, man. It's man's. It's hands. Okay, well, I'm just, I was just joking. Like, do I need to see if I'm going to be using my teeth or my oh. hands? Uh, okay, melee weapons under 53. Damn, son. 08. 08. You strike <laughs> into this individual with these elongated nails that, for some reason, have extended a good two inches out of your hand, piercing him in the jugular. Roll damage for me, 1d6. Oh, 1d6. Is that for one hand or both hands? Well, the flavor is 1d6. So. Okay, 1d6. Yeah. That's a fucking six. Look at that. <laughs> fucking being crazy pays off. With so much force <laughs> yeah. that as you ram them into the front of his neck, you could actually feel his spine on the backside as he slumps in your hand completely decimated. And it's just your sheer strength of upper body force that keeps this puppet elevated. Okay. I look down to the woman. Is she still alive? Roll a d20 and give me a luck roll, please. All right. Here we go. Oh, that's a low one. Three. Three. She is not alive. Okay. And so the dirty attacker, he's down and out? He is dead. Okay. Well... I don't necessarily feel remorse for the woman, but I feel good that there is a predator that was in my territories, not even just my clan's territories of the docks in San Francisco area, but my territory. Your turf. My, my toif. <laughs> yeah, I'll just leave them there. I'll leave the, there's not much, there's nothing I can do for the woman. I don't give a care about the person who invaded my territory they're they're done problem solved it's late it's dark the threat to my territory currently is dispatched i'll return to my loft and as you reach down to pick up the katana you notice that your nails have retracted back into their hand is there to, any and, pain involved with that if there was you didn't notice it at the time they grew out and growing back in, you're still kind of on a bit of an adrenaline rush, but you're definitely coming down at this point. So much so that you you don't feel apprehensive anymore. You feel satiated. Your fingers curl around the handle. And even though it's kind of futile with the drizzle, you flick the blade off of any blood and moisture that's on it. I'll wipe it on the, the mark's head. That's fine. Just wipe it off in his dirty, ratty hair. I'm just assuming he's a dirty, ratty person. <laughs> you make your way back to your loft. You don't encounter anybody else that evening. It may be, it's the most beautiful six minutes that you've experienced since before Groversville. It's like the rain. Each drop is a spectrum of light just Feeling your eyes. I'm seeing all kinds of crazy shit. Yeah, you feel <laughs> you feel euphoric. You walk the stairs back up, let yourself into the into the room, dry off the katana, put it in the scabbard, take off your pants and your underwear, 
fold them up, put them with your shirt and your sandals, and you go and you stand in front of the window, completely nude, breathing deep, <laughs> breathing heavy. And from on the counter behind you, you hear the vibration of your cell phone ring. I'll walk over and pick it up and see who's calling me at this time of night. It's awful late. You see it's Heisenberg. Hmm. And I'll see you next season. <laughs> there we go. And he was in my house. He tossed my home. He had gone through and found stuff. I don't know what he was looking for. What kind of stuff did he find in your home, Odesso? <laughs> Let's redo that. <laughs> Let's redo that. Toiletries and sundries from hotels my wife went to. Blooper on the back end of this episode. There we go, yeah. Go. All right. Can't believe I let that slip. I can't believe I caught it. <laughs> he was tossing my <laughs> Sorry. Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Pandora Radio, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, be sure to leave us that five-star rating and review. Don't forget about our YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20. So if you're into watching and you want to help support the show, then head on over and hit that subscribe button. It really does help the show out. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted over there, so check us out. And finally, join us on our Patreon at Patreon.com slash RollTheHard20Podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So, until next time, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.